0: all right now that uh, we're ready to go we had some uh, mishaps here mainly my fault about this call and app so we're gonna do on this recording but I got pre here from platonic and I'm super excited to hear your journey you know obviously we've kind of built a, a serendipitous relationship and I think it also kind of has to do with like how and why you're like building your business right like you know connecting with people building relationships um, you know, essentially, you can give us the elevator speech about what you do. But I think first, you know, what about your background kind of brought you up to this point?
1: Um, so very excited to be here and um, also like super thrilled about the fact that we met in a very serendipitous way that, that you put um my life basically started i was born and raised in india uh, spent my entire life there and made the move to germany for love back in 2013 um but the beginning of my life was very humbling growing up in india trying to survive the world there um until 2019 uh,
0: 2000. Sorry, I feel like I'm so terrible at this. <laughs> no, it's free flow. Like, we can also just turn off the guys, we're doing this on a Google Hangout and I'm recording it. We can also just, <laughs> you can have like no screen, there's no filter, it's all good. I think, all right, let's go back. So, tell me about I've been to India, but only to Mumbai for 12 days and. I've been to many countries in the world, over 50 now. That's not, that's like a humble brag, but it's because I, I say, because I've I've been to a lot of places and India is the most, um, and I think most people that go there, it's a place where any expectation you have, you're surprised. And for me, at least in Mumbai, you know, I was there for work, but I also tried to travel around. I was with my wife too. um. The sheer amount of people that are in poverty, it's a caste system. I've never seen that before. But the quantity of people, the the place, the loudness, the everything about it is a tough place to
1: it's overwhelming. Yeah. That's true.
0: So where um, where where in India are you from?
1: So um my original story is that I was born in Kanpur, which is a very small town, mm-hmm. uh, literally very rural. Um And then I was raised in Pune, which is, you know, filled with universities, a lot of international crowd there, but again, a very small town. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where kind of, I was uh, curious about the rest of the world. I wanted to get out. I wanted to figure a way out to see and explore the rest of the world. Mm. Um, and my last stop was actually Mumbai, which is one of the favorite cities for me. And it will always be that way because. It was the first time I left my nest of, of, of everyone I knew and came to Mumbai. And I had some very beautiful experiences, also tough ones, trying to integrate into a new city. Um, but there's a very different experience you have moving within your country, versus when you move to a totally different continent. Oh, percent right? yeah. yeah. So that kind of like landed me here and- um, For, today, love,
0: right? For love, right? For love. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> Any interesting story about that or should we not get into that?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, in 2009, I was a young girl. I was working for formula one. Um, I was visiting home and, uh, again, by total fate, um, I met a German boy there. Uh, we had a long distance relationship for about seven and a half years. And then in 2013, we decided to get married. And sadly, Uh, the pressure of moving to a culturally very different part of the world, Mm -hmm. um, our marriage did not sustain that stress, Mm -hmm. which led me to divorcing him, which is my actual status of the relationship today, and trying to figure out and build my life here in Berlin, which is now my home.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and I'll just comment, like I'm sure that uh, process of... I'm married to someone who also is a very different culture, although she's American. She's more, I mean, she's Persian. So, and, you know, I also come from being adopted, not really knowing my family. I'm Korean. And so this kind of identity, but also learning about different cultures and especially with relationships this is something I'm getting better at and learning, um, at least what my psychiatrist tells me. Um, but... <laughs> this interest and also trying to have certain expectations that maybe aren't being communicated. And I'm sure it's just like being with someone who's completely different culture, moving to a place so you have this um, stress of being in a place that you go from like, and I don't wanna sound whatever, but like maybe that doesn't have the infrastructure that a place like Germany, which is like so much infrastructure to a point where it's almost obnoxious, is already a a lot to 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 handle right um and then you have the person that you're that you're also trying to 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 be with and so i i'm kind of giving that a gloss over because i want to understand like what did you learn from that because i i kind of want to tie that in and maybe that is something that you you think about um tying it into your business and what it is and why but what did you learn like yeah
1: I think you said something really interesting like you know so hard to build a relationship between two people that come from different cultures and part of the world right and today that's the state of the entire world Mm. i mean migration remote work post-covid the world is so different um, and we're struggling to form the most basic form of human connection Mm -hmm. which is friendship Mm -hmm. right and so last year, when I was kind of in the middle of COVID, I have been the part of the expat and in the international community for eight years here now in Germany. Mm-hmm. And I realized I am already frustrated by the processes in place that have not adapted to the the state where the world operates today, right? We have excessive social media, but it keeps us online there. It's so easy to access information. But when it comes to accessing a way to connect with another individual is so complex. There's yeah. no space for it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of led me to creating a vertical opportunity in that social network space by enabling the agency of people like you and I to form connections through a single app on our on our mobile devices and mm-hmm. right? that became a powerful
0: way for me to solve that problem so so tell me about like from a skill set background too like taking one step back before we really dive in you come from what like if you were to put yourself in a like me I have more of a sales oriented background what is, has been your background and then you know as you're starting your company and you're thinking about what also you need as, you know, partners and employees and whatever. But like, so number one question, what's your background? And two, like, how has it been just saying, okay, I'm going to leave whatever I'm doing. I'm going to start this because I feel passionate enough about this, this problem. And then, okay, where do I turn to? Because I like need this equal or equals that, you know, I know I need help with and I mean, we're talking about a lot of stuff. So first question to be best, what (laughs) is your background? What is your skill? What's your main background and skills that you're the best at?
1: So I I think like if I, it's a very good question and I've had that a couple of times uh, talking to people, right? And the most important learning that I was able to discover of of myself was that from a young age, I was a survivor, right? Mm -hmm. And that's a powerful skill. I, I think we don't look at it as a skill, but I think trying to survive, um, creates a very resilient individual at the end of that journey. 100%. Um, so in terms of like the workspace where I applied that was always in sales. So I enjoyed talking to new people. I always loved finding the stories of the individuals I interacted with. Mm -hmm. I also loved solving the problem because I think it's in my DNA somehow to make the world a better place in Mm -hmm. my capacity, right? Um, So I invested my entire passion into sales with the mission to like help solve problems, um, which is what I did my entire career for over 10 years with. Uh, major corporations but startup happened only after I came to Germany which kind of led me to thinking about my potential and the skill set that I have which is a very valuable one to applying into being a founder and and starting a company Mm -hmm. which is a scary thing to be honest
0: well what what was the I don't know if there's a specific moment when you say I'm leaving this and I'm pursuing this Right? Like, was there a moment or is
1: there? So, and this is a fun fact. And sometimes I don't know if I was really stupid to do that, but I'm going to be at least the one looking back, having no regrets. I was literally short of three months' salaries to get my German citizenship. All I had to do was stay three more months of employment, pay taxes, and I could have passed the form that would have given me the accessibility to travel which is a privilege for someone with an Indian background and a passport holder. The opportunity I literally shut the door and I said you know what I am 34 and I have a problem at hand and it is a perfect time to reconstruct the spaces for bringing people together. And why should I wait another three months? I'm gonna just go dive into it right now. Now I don't know if that's a smart thing but I am happy with the choice I made and i'm really glad that i will be able to get that citizenship someday um but at least i managed to have the courage to build and take that risk
0: yeah it's super brave i mean I, it it's funny because in the context of like what is and this is a cultural thing too like what is crazy right every um, <laughs> as a general each culture has a i guess a certain risk tolerance right you yeah. know um in in general everyone is different but um, and I, I I love that because it takes so much you know it's it's also kind of relative because I'm sure you thought of it as well mm, where I've come from the resilience that I needed to emotionally get over so here's the here's the thing I'm learning there's a difference and, and this is where you know investors or people who invest in people they look at this resilience factor and it's so hard to test for right you know you can yeah. To try to hear people's stories and where that come from. But like, if you can overcome emotionally something that's really, really hard, right? Maybe it's a trauma, maybe it's a, some adversity. You know, there's a high correlation because when you're building a business, which we are doing and, ha- and or have done, it's so hard emotionally. So no. you separate that from just like, accomplishing things objectively. And so in this case, you're like, okay, I could just stay three months, and I'll just get it, right? I'll get. But it's like, you're you almost know in your mind, you're like I'm gonna do that anyways. So like, time is more important. I'm gonna make this decision. I'll figure that out later. That's like, that's kind of easy. If you were to ask that to probably a normal German, they'd be like, that's that's insane, right? So it is as it is a certain um, perspective to have, and I I certainly. actually we never shared that together even though we've spoken because I did a similar thing where I was even well in the U.S. it was different than citizenship but I was um you know in a very good place financially but also like you have this path and my parents and my family grew up in the Midwest so it's like more conservative you know and I just quit just like I'm out right um (laughs) and you get a lot of this, you're an idiot. And then even when I failed my first company, you're an idiot, right? Um, But, you know, I think what the courage, and this is the thing that I think we both share really well, is like, is that confidence in yourself that like, that's the only way that will help you feel more fulfilled which ultimately is about happiness, right? And, and you'd hate regret, like you said, you said that earlier in the conversation, like no regrets. And that's the most, that for me too, as I think about this, what I want to do in the future, is like something that I'm deathly afraid of. Worse than like, I didn't get a citizenship, which, you know, most right. people would be like, that's kind of crazy, Right.
1: I, I, I 100% agree with you. I mean, if I think about it, the only most valuable thing in my life is this one opportunity to live it to the fullest. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And if I want to, if that means that I want to be married and have family, you know, kudos do that. If that means like, I want to be as crazy and do everything that's on my bucket list, I don't mm-hmm. have one, but you know what, I'm going to take some time. Um, when I race my seed round (laughs) to make one because I wanna make sure that I do everything that I want to in this life before the time has passed. Mm -hmm. And I think that's um that's a that would be very fulfilling when my time is over.
0: A hundred percent agree. So let's dive in. What's the elevator speech? Uh what's the pitch like, you know, what does the app do and then why is it so important? Um and what maybe what differentiates you. So first is like what does it do?
1: So Platonic is a single platform that you can come in and you can tell your circle of people, these could be your friend or other interest group, exactly what you're thinking. But the way you're telling them is not like the substandard way, right? You're using pictures and beautiful videos to create that inspiration and tell your friends what they will be missing out if they didn't join you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like you having the power to tell your people what, when and where you will be and let them join with a single click in the real time and chat about the details. So it's the quickest way for you to make a plan. But the other added value is that generally that process is very complex. It involves multiple chat apps. So, you know, you don't have everyone on WhatsApp today. You have multiple applications that people are using. You're coordinating between several platforms. You're going to Google, Eventbrite, restaurant, OpenTable. I want to bring that experience in single app as quickly as possible that you can get to do things in less than five
0: minutes. Okay. So how have you, what's like the MVP? And when I say that, not just product, like what is it? But like, what will you feel like in terms of uh, what is the minimum viable product to get to product market fit? So like, is this an app where you feel, okay, if I'm able to communicate in a way that I haven't been able to on any other platform with this circle that I have, friends or family or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and I'm able to, you said you said create a plan. Can you be more clear or like, can, what does that mean?
1: Because I'm just so, yeah. So Gene have you ever had those moments when you are simply. Sitting at home, scrolling social media, and you see a beautiful ad on Instagram of this restaurant, and you're like, "Oh, I'm going to save this because I want to go eat there."
0: Uh, yeah, I screenshot it, and then I can never right? label and it, which is annoying. It. And
1: then you save it, and then you're sending a friend on WhatsApp, and then you're sending one over on Facebook. Yeah, and you're we should try, try this out, minutes, right? Right. But I want to give you a very different mindset to approach that planning process. Take that screenshot, open it on Platonic. Put it as a wallpaper, simply tell what, when, where of your choice, and you send it over to those people. Now this is where the, the power is much stronger. If everyone is on the same platform, mm-hmm. right? It's a Single source of truth for you to tell your people what you're thinking and let them join in real time.
0: Gotcha. You know, so yeah. maybe, and since we're just talking shop this, cause that's a little bit more clear when you give this example. This uh, um, example of, I take a, I do this all the time, even with my yes, wife. Yes, we all right? do it. I do it. So, it's like, so, so yeah, so maybe when you're doing this elevator speech, there is this like, and maybe I don't know how you've been pitching it, but like you st- even start with this scenario because everybody's had it, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it is almost like an organization, like you are communicating, you're doing all that in a native app together. Yeah. but um the problem you i i could see addressing it more directly of like hey has there been a, an occasion or a moment like you brought that problem just now mm-hmm. and saying hey you'll be able to in this app all organize. i like how you also said who what where when or something like that right and know. anyone who wants to be tagged in can then join and then they're all Basically in a timeline. I don't know if that's like a plan that you 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 want to do in the future in terms of product but like So what's interesting? Here's the interesting thing about like Facebook now. I'm not a big in general um, social media person (laughs) right, I'm just not but um In terms of what the old-school timeline Facebook is it's still Mm old-school right the way it looks the way it feels what would be kind of cool, and I don't know what your plan is here, and so we'll hear about this, but like, let's say we do, you screenshot a restaurant you want to go to, and you're like, hey, Steve, we're going to do this. This is when we want to do it. Do you want anybody to join? Okay, we tag people to come and join. All right, then we do the activity. Okay. Exactly. Now, what about the activity does the app allow me to do? Do we talk about it? Do we add video about it? Like, what, how, does it, how is it organized?
1: So, so firstly, we tackle the problem of this exploring and communicating to your people, right? So mm. that's the planning. When I refer to planning, it's like, how do you create that event and let everyone in your circle of friends or contact reach the relevancy of it? Um, then it is about, you know, the conversation, like leading up to the event you want to stay engaged. You want to make sure that people don't forget. So there is, you know, still nitty gritties that you want to coordinate. So the chat is like um, any messenger app where you are able to exchange pictures, voice messages, voice voice calls, polls, um, and even ability to add into your, you know, Outlook or mail calendars to also having it within the app. Mm -hmm. But at the same point think about also instances when you already have a few people together i mean the other scenario is you've just arrived in a new city and you don't i mean now you have two problems you don't have people and you don't know where to go Mm. so the discovery part kind of allows event organizers and local businesses in real time to kind of send in the offer in the discovery part of the product so Mm. you as a user can also discover
0: things and people at the same time. So in a way, because I use them, my wife uses them a lot more and you know, these are massive, which are like these Facebook groups, right? And whether it's an event or whether it's not communication sucks. It's like, oh, you got to write this. It's like, it's still old school and the look and feel like the reason why I love WhatsApp, for example, is because I like to just scroll right and reply to whatever the chat is, right? It's a very simple thing, but it's something that like, if an app does like, why don't, I hate using iMessage now, even though most of my friends use it back in the States, like I don't like it because I can't reply quickly, especially in a group format. So if I, in a nutshell too, you're, you're, yeah, it's the UI UX, but you're almost like making the logistics of the communication much easier. Right for I'm both of the...
1: I am taking out the chaos right. when it comes to going out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and you know what? You're tapping into something really powerful, which is outdated legacy, traditional approach mm-hmm. to communication. Mm-hmm. I mean Facebook groups like you mentioned, and um there's an entire generation that does not use Facebook.
0: Right. Of course.
1: And that's the generation which is going to be my early adopters, because they don't even have the interest or the confidence in a product that we just mentioned to be using it. They are on Twitch, they are on TikTok, they're on Instagram, these are visual people, they have a tension span of three minutes, they Mm -hmm. want to see something cool, they want to tap into it, they want to make it a part of their experience, and that's our early adopters. But. I do see the value that once we're able to create um, that kind of strengthening our value, we'd be able to move and shift um, a lot of players um, competing in dating apps. I mean, you, you will find, I mean, I'm a single person, I use dating apps, it's a terrible experience to just go out. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to meet people in a more platonic way where it's not uh, subjected to, um, a prejudice or mm-hmm. an expectation, right? Um, it opens up the opportunity for a lot of users using a lot of different products, especially looking for social interactions.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, it's a really, and that's probably why you're so passionate. It's a super difficult problem right? because there's a lot of problems you're solving, right? We're it's, talking a lot about the product part and what we like about communicating actually by, Like the usage of the app but really the 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 higher level problem is super difficult it's like how do we just not be awkward and get out there because the irony too is that like you know especially when you move somewhere you don't know you can go to these groups and people you know will meet through expat community and etc or local or whatnot but it's still like this old-school way of doing it and like you need this tool to be able to just be platonic about things and there's no expectations. We are not so like, Oh God, this is a date. Like maybe I like me, who cares? Right. It's like, maybe yes, maybe not. But like we don't even have to have those preconceived notions they are thrown out of the way. It's like, I think what this chaos outside of just, again, we were talking about the the actual product is like expectations. Yeah. Like move that aside. Can we just meet some cool people? We're both on the same page. Maybe they're here for a year. Maybe they're here for a week. Who knows? But like, can I on-demand meet people, build connections? And there isn't an expectation that we have to be lifelong friends, partners rather. It's just like, I want to meet people, right? And get out there. So what we will, I know we're kind of getting close to the end here. So here's what I want to do. One, we have to talk shop also just about you know how you're executing this and i want to get to that real quick and then this fire rapid fire question so we're going to try to wrap this up in seven minutes but because we could just talk forever obviously you, you, you and i <laughs> yeah. you and i could just go but here here's the thing so where are you at now in executing basically you're building a marketplace you want people to meet and then you also have this other problem is like you're also trying to kind of have businesses the local businesses also be involved or something like that. so where are you at right now and like getting customers, users, et cetera
1: so the big vision is to create um an event commerce as well as social commerce kind of a platform right So we're talking about ticket sales of experiences Mm -hmm. at the same time local businesses creating dynamic offers and sales to bring customers in at downtime right so it's going to be a very lively experience exchange within the platform where people meet people but also businesses and events in Mm -hmm. real time
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um where we are today is that we're focusing on the gen z which is very digitally native uh, generation mm-hmm. um, are heavily understanding that they they will be migrating to for universities, education, and they'll be leaving that, that close-knit of friends and social circle. They built at one place and they'll have to start over. So our goal is to basically copy the playbook that is of t- uh, tapping into the university students and campuses mm-hmm. to create that early adoption. And we're very well on the way to some of European-based uh, pilots to run. At the same time, we're also looking at doing litmus testing in a couple of uh, campuses internationally as well.
0: Awesome.
1: So we're, we're good on way. Um, did I miss a question there?
0: No, I no, know. no. I, you know, where are you at? Who you're attacking first, I shouldn't say attacking, but yeah, I mean, it's fine to say it like that, but um, in a nutshell, you are, you know, creating a opportunity for local businesses to create, you know, events and sales for, uh, you know, the community, and you are also trying to catch it's kind of two birds with one stone because while people are getting connected to the community and they feel more comfortable with like how many people say they're going to go to something and never go, making them feel more comfortable, getting more involved. And on the way they'll meet people, less expectations. So it makes sense. And then the hard part, obviously raising funds, where are you at on that? How's it going? This process is always just. Yeah, uh, it is very,
1: it is, it is. I mean, doing it for the first time, you don't know the ropes of right and wrong, right? Um, and I think what I am really looking for is smart money. Um, Angels, it, which is also hard in Germany specifically, because a lot of focus has been on B2B SaaS products mm. as compared to direct-to-consumer social networks. Correct. I really think, um, sorry, I'm going to rephrase that. I really, truly confidently, ambitiously believe that we have a billion dollar opportunity here and I can get to the crux of the opportunity that already is validated by some very strong players in the market. Mm -hmm. So it's literally about getting the, the right people, the believers to come on board, help fundraise and take this. So we are planning to fundraise by the end of this year. Um, to basically get some seed capital to keep the operations running
0: for the next uh, 12 to 18 months. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, it's clear. I think one thing that we can do more offline is also work on, you know, European investors think a lot differently than Americans or even British. But um, at the end of the day, you want to get smart money. You want to have people that uh, understand Social networks, exactly, B2C, marketplace, director. It's not a, it's not a year, it hasn't been thus far a very popular investment by Europeans because they don't really understand, they haven't built anything on a unicorn scale that I can think of outside of maybe Skype a long time ago, but in the last five years.
1: No, but you're right. And I think it's probably because, um, You know, it takes a lot of courage, um, even for an investor to be looking or entering into a market like that, because that means that you have to um, be totally believing in the value of society and the power of people.
0: I think think there's also the element of the different cultures in Europe. And, And if you can't get to a certain scale of ECs like, well you're not going to be able to grow this to a unicorn so it's like okay we got to grow in larger markets like you know asian or 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 u.s where you can get that 50 100 million users and then it's like well everyone will just use it but when you're doing it here it's like you know it's difficult so i i think there's that that element um okay so wrapping up here we have rapid fire questions i have 10 prepared you can pass at any but we will do five all right starting off with an easy one what's one of your favorite books and why
1: i knew you're gonna ask me that Good. i don't have one I'm okay a podcast girl. Um, okay
0: well let's I- change it i mean this is free you know it's fine um what's your favorite podcast
1: um like the content from white combinator i also listen to a lot of reed hoffman um so i would say that like those are yeah reed hoffman best yeah his is great
0: the, <laughs> ma- the master master mind, master ma- scale yeah yeah yeah, yeah he's, he's he is the man um hardest thing you've ever done now we've kind of talked a little bit about your life and background but what what would you say the hardest thing you've done
1: I think it was um, at the age of 27 being on the cracks of divorcing um, a love marriage and then feeling like as an Indian woman that was the only thing I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but also realizing all I needed was a few days to really look deep and let it go.
0: So. A few days, you got you, you have a lot to teach them. I chain huh?
1: smoked, I chain smoked <laughs> okay. for a few days, didn't eat. Uh, but I did feel the relief that I felt like it was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to do to another individual. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. Awesome. Do you have uh, a favorite quote? Oh.
1: Ride or die. Ride I think or die, who easy, correct. I have no easy. idea who said it, but ride or die. Life is all about either you're gonna live it and you're gonna enjoy it, or you're not going to live it and you're gonna regret it. So yeah. ride or die.
0: I love quotes um mine's more uh superficial cuz i'm american you know that's how we are <laughs> get rich or die trying but um it's all right
1: that's a good
0: one. <laughs> um who's your icon who's an who who's an icon of yours
1: oh that's a good question who's an icon i think i wouldn't uh... I get inspired very easily to be honest. I think I'm like, so
0: most entrepreneurs do it. That's why we, you know, we're, we're dreamers, you know? Yeah. And I
1: think for me, like anyone that has a story to tell and can, can touch that string of empathy and, you know, like respect and inspiration for me is an icon man.
0: Okay. I I like it. I like it. All right. Last one. Um, And again, you you have a choice to pass. I always like this question. So what is something that society believes is true, but you don't necessarily believe is true?
1: This is um, something, so I've heard very often in my life, and I don't know if it's because, you know, it's raised culturally different or, um, but I also hear it here, so there must be something it is when people say it is what it is. I think that form of submission, um, or raising your hands not to do anything is something I'm not a big fan of. Mm-hmm. So, so I think like, if you believe in yourself, you focus on the people that support you and not on the skeptics. Uh, because when you do that, you realize that the people in society can be very often wrong.
0: Well, Pri, you can be my new psychiatrist. That was great. (laughs) That was very profound. Um, Well, listen, it's been great chatting and, you know, diving into the business, mainly about, you know, yourself, your background. Um, And let's definitely take it offline too to to connect again. Um, But appreciate it. And awesome. Wasn't so bad, right? Easy. no
1: and 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 i want to add like i did terrible in the beginning but i have to say uh, i'm so glad to that um you are my first podcast host and <laughs> am i a podcastee is that what it makes me i think so
0: i think so so um all good and and i appreciate the time but uh thanks thank you so much all right bye-bye